Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Independent journalists Amy Goodman, Glenn Greenwald, Jeremy Scahill, Matt Taibbi, and others are changing the face of journalism, providing investigative alternatives to mainstream, mainstream corporate news outlets. Glenn Greenwald was the lead reporter on the revelations of the NSA whistleblower Edward Snowden. Scahill wrote Dirty Wars, the book and the Oscar-nominated film on the secret U.S. government drone and assassination program, as well as many other people that are in this wonderful new film called All Governments Lie, Truth, Deception, and the Spirit of I.F. Stone. I can't wait to get into all of this, including uh, what I think is a, a sort of a forgotten person in, in the history of journalism in this country, and that is I.F. Stone. But we're fortunate enough to have someone here who can talk at length about that. That would be the director of this new film, All Governments Lie. That would be Fred Peabody. Fred, welcome to Film School. Thanks, Mike. Great to be here. I know you have a background in television news, news reporting, uh, and so you are you're coming from a place where you know the landscape. You understand the operation of news, the gathering of news, the dissemination of news. Uh, I'm wondering how that journey brought you to the point where you decided you wanted to do a documentary on the news. Well, first of all, I would say it, it, it's a documentary about the need for independent investigative adversarial journalism there you go. And, and and as you know we point out in the film how a lot of the corporate owned mainstream media are not really doing a very good job of of that um, and it's it's not that the reporters in the mainstream media you know at CBS or at the New York Times are bad people it it i mean and i I did labor in those fields, as, as you know. I was a producer at 2020. I was a producer on Dateline NBC. Um, I, I I know that uh, there are excellent journalists working in the mainstream media, but the structure is such that these corporate-owned outlets will only allow you to do so much, and, there, and there's a kind of an unstated... Um, uh, uh, kind of orthodoxy that well this is a story but that's not a story and as we point out in our film and as as Matt Taibbi of Rolling Stone magazine uh says sometimes that just translates to um, you know a, a story about people what it's like to be on welfare that's not a story but but uh, you know anything that happens to Kim Kardashian now that's a story right uh, that's kind of like uh using hyperbole uh, or extreme situations, but um, the fact of the matter is, many many people have seen this film. Who I've talked to several people who are working in the mainstream media. One of them, a New York Times journalist, who, who who praised the film, and and even though the film takes some pretty hard knocks, even at the New York Times for um, not being critical enough uh, in the lead up to the invasion of Iraq, and in fact um, printing uh, stories that were basically planted by Dick Cheney, by the White House. Um, anyway, uh, how did I get to this, uh, oh, well, well, this, this well, point of wanting to make, make a film? Yeah, It all started when I was 19 years old, quite frankly. And I, I, a friend of mine told me about this little newsletter 
called IF Stones Weekly. Mm-hmm. And uh, this friend of mine uh, was quite politically aware and said, you know, you should really subscribe to this thing because uh, it's the only place where you're going to read the truth about what the U.S. government is doing in Vietnam, in other areas as well. But, you know, the guy's a solid reporter. He uses the government's own documents to basically show that they're lying. And uh, so I did subscribe to it. And it's a little four-page newsletter that would come once a week, uh, which he wrote in his house. And uh, his staff consisted of himself and his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she helped him with, you know, keeping the books and the subscription, uh, the subscriptions uh, up to date and that kind of thing. And, and he, you know, carried it to the mailbox himself and mailed it. Um, that gave him the freedom to do journalism and to question U.S. government policy and to to dig into what was really going on uh, that the the White House uh, press gallery certainly didn't have, um, and nor did they have any inclination to do that. Apparently, mm-hmm. so I, it's really about me getting back to my roots as a young nineteen-year-old would-be investigative journalist subscribing to. I.F. Stones Weekly, and the film is partly a tribute to him. It, it is a tribute to him, and uh, I mean, for people who have, you know, younger people or have no idea who I.F. Stone is, I'm old enough to remember him, but my my impression of him, and I was uh, a little bit younger than what you're just, what you're saying, it, I just remember mm. him being marginalized. I remember hearing about it. Oh, yeah. I might see something written by him in a uh, a weekly, you know, the Pasadena, you know, free press or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it seemed like, um, it seemed, I remember, I, it seemed true because what I knew and what I saw and, and, in the world and, and even on the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite, it, it jived more with that than what I was being told otherwise. Mm. And uh, so over time, I think if you're paying attention, uh, you come to the conclusion that uh, it may not be the official you know, uh, document of, of the establishment. It, it is, in fact, a lot closer to the truth than, than what you're used to hearing. And I, I do remember being impressed with him, but I just didn't know much about him. Uh, he seemed like a very yeah. dedicated man and, and certainly someone who wasn't beholden to a, the next paycheck from from a, a large news organization, right? I mean, that's that's really how. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And and he was almost grudgingly respected and, and subscribed to by uh, many people working in the mainstream media. But, you know, reporters in Washington would would everybody read I F Stones Weekly because you know you'd find out stuff that uh, that you weren't seeing in uh, when you read your own paper or when you read. The competing paper, whether it was the Washington Post or the New York Times or or other big city uh, dailies, um, it, he he did bring solid journalism and craftsmanship to the table as well, and that that's also made him respected by by the reporters who were actually working in the in the mainstream media, but but they were working for newspapers who wouldn't allow them really to to investigate and question and even criticize uh, government policy or point out the implications of what the government was doing in Vietnam. High um, Stone was able to do that and to do it with class and, and with wit in some cases and, and intelligence. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we're um, we're speaking with uh, Fred Peabody. Um, he is a the director of a new film called All Governments Lie, Truth, Deception, and the Spirit of I.F. Stone. One of the highlights of our film uh, is is a quite major segment we do about Cenk Uger yes. and uh, his program and his team, which he calls the Young Turks. Right. Um, his main co-host is Anna Kasparian. They, they will, Cenk and Anna will be showing up and will will participate in the Q&A after the film uh, with Jeff Cullen in Los Angeles. So um, that'll be fun, because Je- the great thing about Jank is that he he has such a, a great sense of humor and, uh, well, well, making some very important points about, um, let's say, government deception and hypocrisy in, in institutions that include government and corporations. Right. He does it with amazing humor. Who are some of the other people that are featured in All Governments Lie? Matt Taibbi of Rolling Stone magazine, who we follow in the film as he uh, covers the uh, New Hampshire primary, and uh, we follow him to a a Donald Trump rally. Um, And he has some some really incisive and funny uh, critical comments on the mainstream media. Um, Jeremy Scahill of The Intercept, uh, the, he's co-founding editor of The Intercept, along with Glenn Greenwald and Laura Poitras. Uh, I was at The Intercept today, and, and I um, had the privilege of speaking to their staff meeting uh, this afternoon at The Intercept and, and uh, telling them about the film. But uh, Jeremy Scahill wasn't there because he's involved in some big investigative project right now. Well, well, the good good news, also, if people want to find out more about the film, they can go to allgovernmentslie.com to find out more. You've given us a great segue into really the, the meat of your film, which is uh, you follow these journalists like Amy Goodman, like Glenn Greenwald, Jeremy Scahill, uh, mm-hmm. Matt Taibbi, uh, all the names that we you mentioned, in order to show that there are... The, 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 I want to... Before I get down too far down this road, I, I want to sort of get into a because we follow them and we see how journalists are supposed to react and and push forward a story, dig into a story, figure out what it is, and it mm-hmm. in that in that in that journey to uncover the uh, the news, the truth of the behind the news, they do something that is rare in most uh, TV news programs and that is they provide context most newscasts nowadays yeah. this is my big beef most newscasts especially if you turn on an am radio station and you listen to one of those 24-hour news uh stations there's no context yeah. whatsoever and even on regular news tv news there's no context what what and and so all you're hearing is information you're not really being educated you're just hearing factoids and in some ways, just psychobabble. These people dig into what yeah. it means, what yeah. all of this means for us. Go ahead. And they're, they're giving you a kind of very narrowly defined view of, of what is news and and what is journalism. Um, it, it's uh, it's something that, uh, as you know, in the film, we go in, we, we interview Noam Chomsky, a professor at MIT who is... Uh, Certainly, he's been mentioned, I think, as uh, as 
the most quoted public intellectual in modern times. Um, And he wrote, along with Professor Edward Herman, a a fantastic book called Manufacturing Consent, Mm -hmm. where they analyze how and why did the mainstream corporate-owned media behave the way they do Mm -hmm. and, and behave as as they would describe in the book, uh, as a tacit propaganda arm for uh, powerful uh, government and corporate elites. Yeah. And they don't do it, that doesn't happen consciously, certainly not by the reporters working in, within the system, but they they describe you know, very eloquently um, how the system works and why it works that way and why, therefore, uh, everybody agrees at MDC News and CBS News and ABC News and CNN what what the news is, but in fact, that's really not the whole news, and and it's very different from the news that you'll get on a daily basis on a show like Democracy Now, which is a one-hour daily news show, uh, executive produced and hosted by Amy Goodman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 much more of a kind of an eye of stone take on the news, which is digging, you know, behind the headlines to, as you say, give context and, like, well, why is this happening? Right. Right. It is it's so true, and, and it is such a, it's an amazing enterprise, uh, um, democracy now. Um, it has, it is a subscription-based uh, model. Uh, it is not beholden to any sort of large uh, institutions beyond it's it's listenership it's it's uh it's viewers um but that doesn't and what i'm I'm so you know impressed with when it comes to democracy now is uh they are willing to take risks that go beyond they're not news readers they actually are they have Mm -hmm. their correspondents the people their producers are people who are uh in some ways uh, akin or a part of the story that they're trying to tell, who have a particular insight yeah. that, and I'm not saying that every news, I'm not saying every reporter has to have skin in the game, but you there's mm-hmm. just you, all you have to do is listen to that program a couple of times, even if you don't agree with, I'll call it a point of view, but it's certainly a perspective mm-hmm. that you 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 should you're more likely to be aligned with if you're going to listen to it. But you don't have to be to be impressed with the level of information and yeah. and context that they provide. Right, and by the way, just just to clarify, yeah, and just to clarify, um, I wouldn't say that democracy now is subscription based, uh, but they do exist on viewer donations and right, um, right. Uh, and, and and grants from foundations. Mm-hmm. They accept no corporate money or no advertising, mm-hmm. no corporate donations. Um, the but the outfit that is subscription based is Jenk Uger's. Operation Young Turks uh, TYT Network, yes, TYT. which stands for the Young Turks. Yeah. He is Turkish, hence the name. But uh, they they do have a subscription model, and uh, you know I think it's about it's about ten bucks a month to subscribe, or if you subscribe for a year, it's a uh, hundred bucks a year. Mm-hmm. And for that, you get you know a two hour show, which you can watch live every day. And uh, lots of extra features and behind the scenes stuff, and uh, you know I've been subscribing now for uh, about a year, and 
it's pretty impressive and it's also entertaining you mm-hmm. know it's 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 sometimes nice to to watch a show where you know you're going to get a few laughs yeah. as as well as be informed about um things that uh from a sort of adversarial investigative independent point of view right. and of course the great part of of Jenk's story that that also plays into this uh theory that's outlined in the Noam Chomsky book, Manufacturing Consent, is we tell the story of how he he did, he was offered a job in the mainstream media, and this is after he had already established his online show, uh, so they should have known what they were getting, you know, a pretty independent guy, um, but they hired him on MSNBC to, to host, you know, um, a nightly show. Right, I remember. And, and his ratings were fantastic because right. he's so good on television. And again, he's interesting and also witty. Um, and then they found, oh, wait a minute, he's, he's criticizing President Obama. We can't have that. And, uh, uh, I mean, I'm using a shorthand to kind yeah. of describe what happened, but basically yeah. they said, Jenk, you've got to tone it down. You know, uh, uh, the head of MSNBC came back from from a trip to Washington, D.C., and, and called Jenk into his office and said, uh, I've just been to Washington, and they're not happy with your tone. <laughs> and even Jenk wasn't sure exactly what that meant, yeah. but it was... You know, he describes it in, in a funny way, like, oh, my God, you know, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. it was, they were giving me the speech, and, and they told me, we want you to kind of act more like a senator, <laughs> which <laughs> it was pretty ludicrous, but they actually said that. I mean, I, I guess in their view, maybe Chris Matthews kind of acts more like a senator. I, I don't know. Right. But that's what they told him to do, and, and uh, he wasn't having any of that, obviously. So they got rid of him. And uh, yeah. it's kind of an example of how, even at a network like MSNBC, which for a while there anyway considered itself kind of progressive, um, kind of the opposite of Fox News, although now they're trying to be more centrist, it would appear. Right. They're trying to be more more like CNN. But um, it's just an example of how if they make the mistake of hiring a guy who's too critical of powerful government or corporate elites, as Jenk was, they just get rid of him. And yeah. everybody else in the shop sees that guy went down on flames. I'd better not do what he did. Well, well this this makes, I think, that, first of all, I think the, the, the big lie that Fox has been able to pull off is that there's a liberal media cabal that's in somehow... Uh, it, it runs uh, runs all the uh, sources of information except for them. And I, I just it, that that nonsense yeah. has been pervasive for such a long time, um, and it yeah. also it also speaks to a couple of things that happened go, going back into the late '60s, early '70s, and certainly took hold in the '80s to the point now where where there's no doubt uh, about the fact that news has been compromised, news agencies, because the mm-hmm. the networks consider them a profit center. And ever since that philosophy took hold in news, you've seen an increasingly less and less uh, investigative, less and less probing news perspective. It just has happened because they're expected yeah. to generate a profit. And news, as, yeah. as that famous, I, I don't know who said it, is it I have Stone who said 
the purpose of news is to uh, um, afflict the uh, the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. I, I I've forgotten who said that, but no, he he didn't say that. And but and, he did uh, it. <laughs> but I always kind of I associate his kind of journalism with that 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 statement exactly. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and of course our title of our film, "All Governments Lie," is uh, is a quote from I.S. Stone. Yeah, well, and that's another thing. By the way, we're speaking with Fred uh, Peabody. He's the director of the new film, All Governments Lie, Truth, Deception, and the Spirit of I.F. Stone. It is this sort of now increasingly, as people come from government into news and back and forth, there's sort of a, a revolving door that not not everywhere, not all the time, but there is certainly a perspective that reflects official government positions when it comes to these very tough issues. And one of the great things about All Governments Lie is you have picked out some of the most consequential news stories of the last 50 or 60 years and shown just how much lying was done by our governments. And it's no coincidence that they're about are going to war in many cases. Yeah. And uh, th- again, yeah. I-, I think we're recapping what we all I think we know now, but at the time we didn't know, but we should have known. And this is, the, I think, the object lesson of All Governments Lie, your, your film, is that it's there, the information was there, but for whatever reason, we it never became part of the sort of the zeitgeist that we all operate on. And, uh yeah. Is that fair? Is yeah, that it's, it's the old story of history repeats itself if, if you don't learn from history. Right. Um, and if you read Chomsky's and, and Herman's uh, book, Manufacturing Consent, yeah. uh, which was written, I think it came out in 1988, but it couldn't have been written yesterday because right. it, it all the same problems exist. Just plug in different wars, but the way the mainstream media behaves um, as a kind of a propaganda arm for for the government, for the State Department, for powerful corporations. Um, again, not not even consciously, I think, but just, just kind of by osmosis. That, that that's, that's just the way they function, and because they are owned by giant corporations. Um, that's been going on uh, you know, for, for decades, and manufacturing consent gives you the history of how, how things worked that way, um, Let's say under Reagan, right? And, and you know during during the uh, the Iran Contra and the right. and, you know what what was going on in Nicaragua, supporting the Contras, it, it just like nothing's changed. And the way that the mainstream media has reported on it, and there are exceptions, of course, yes. that, you know notable exceptions. Um, but but generally speaking, um, there's not a lot of interest in exposing government lies. Uh, by in the corporate-owned mainstream media, it, right. it happens occasionally, but rarely. It's an anomaly. It's 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 not. It's the exception and not the rule. And that's it. I, I, there's so many things about the film it, it, that poses so many questions. It goes back to as you're describing manufacturing consent. By the way, that book goes back to World War One. That's really for I think Chomsky a lot of the yep. roots of this sort of this uh, growing. Uh, class within within business of the uh, of the information class of the of the uh, the shapers right. of the opinion of advertising that's a lot of the roots exactly. of this so yeah. so you start talking about that in terms of of, of uh, journalism and you get a distorted view and I, I'm going to bring this up to today in the last couple of minutes I'm going to have with you uh, because it is important what happens when you have a press that is not accountable in the ways. Uh, of, of telling us the truth. Well, you get a, 
You get a war in Iraq that's going to cost this country a couple of trillion dollars. You get you get social fabric tearing. You get a lot of things, and along with it, you get a uh, a talk show radio culture that has been lying to yeah. the American people for twenty five to thirty years, and then you get Donald Trump. And, and yeah. I mean, these, there is a there's a clear line nexus. You can look going back to. The, I agree. Going he's back, he's a logical outcome. Yes. What's, what? Yeah. What's been going on? He's just a. Yeah. He's just a symptom, really. Well, he is. He is the crop. After uh, you sow the seeds of this, you take away the fairness yeah. doctrine. You take you you make news a profit center. You sensationalize it, and then you have Michael Savage, Mark Levin. You have. Uh, no, Rush Limbaugh no. lying to you for 25 years. This is mm-hmm. what people now believe to be true. This is crazy. We are. We. This is kind of a an act of, uh, of mass suicide in a way. I mean, this is crazy. There's social suicide going on right now. With and I don't mind that somebody wants to vote yeah. for Donald Trump if there was a, a rational reason to believe that this guy was in any way, shape, or form qualified to be president of the United States. I wouldn't have a problem with it. But this is nuts. I'm, I'm sorry I've turned this into a kind of a political rant, but this is the through line that you get. You, you get unqualified people. This is, this is a byproduct of a corrupt political system, and this is what you get. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. Well, and, and to put it another way, it's a product of the dumbing down of, of American society and yeah. American culture and, yeah. and, and the, you know, and, and the, <laughs> it's just taking reality television and all of a sudden, it you know, yeah. it's taken over the political system. It has, uh, and a reality TV star, and I think that's got more to do with his success than whatever business acumen he has. But but he's just uh, he's a reality TV star, right, and right. I'm sure we'll see more getting but, into politics after him. Right, but but Fred, the thing is, he's been able to take all of the kind of the the uh, mythology of the right-wing radio the you know uh, for all of these years yeah. about how and, and 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 there's always the the, the big lie is is and it's true i mean the sort of the big truth uh, that the, that holds all this together is that there's a that the american american people have been getting shafted by by the most the the, the richest uh, people in the country for a long time that part's true but it seems like everything else after that is is mythology. It's uh, it's it's va- it's it's thinly veiled racism. It's 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 nativism. It's a lot of things that are going into this mix. And I I just I'm I'm really distressed by by what could happen in the next few days here in this country. Uh, and I don't know that we completely understand the consequences of poor journalism, and and this kind of culture of lying to the American people. Uh, what what we hope what what I hope to do with this film maybe I could I could say this or you yeah, you well, know is just like we hope to plant some seeds for a new crop of I F Stones and Amy Goodmans with this film and raise people's awareness that we really do need need more journalists like that now more than ever. You know it, that is so true, Fred, and it it does that. Phil, that uh, all governments like does that, 
And the beauty is that we now possess the technology to cut through so much of that sort of uh, that haze that a lot of people are operating in when it comes to news. So we have adv- there are advantages that are coming our way in terms of poor people who are interested in getting to the bottom of a story. As, as you show in this film, we have the intercept now. There are other ways. So there are ways to do this. So um, Yeah, and I mean, I think also the good news is that uh, most people under the age of 30 are not getting their news from uh, mainstream corporate-owned news outlets. You know, they're getting it online. Mm-hmm. It's true. It is true. And, Go ahead. And, and there are some, you know, there are, there's a lot of BS out there, but there is. But the good news is, and we highlight this in the film, there are some outstanding, authoritative, you know, solid journalistic outlets on the Internet that that um, can be trusted to give you uh, solid, independent, investigative, adversarial journalism in the, in the style of late, great I.S. Stone. Amen. Amen to that. Get out and see this film. See it in theaters. Uh, it's the best place to go to see great cinema, great documentaries like this one, All Governments Lie. I really want to thank you for your time and for the film All Governments Lie and uh, continue the good work, uh, Fred Peabody. Thank you so much, Mike. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.